everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Dory, we've got a we've got a situation over here. Oh yeah, what's going on? Twice today, I've fallen asleep at my desk. Did you take your meds? For I don't have any. Oh. For an extended period of time, I checked the tracking on them. There, um, it's DHL. Okay. So the tracking was updated on the seventh, where they were uh, in Whittier, and they shipped from Berkeley, California. Oh, and you know were- sometimes DHL hands stuff over to postal service for like last mile, and I think there was no mail delivery today because it's Great. federal holiday. So that could be why. I don't know. Point is, you know, it's kind of like. It's like, oh no, what's happening to me? And then I lose consciousness. And then I like get woken up by a text message from like Andy that says, Hey, I need 10 more minutes. And then I'm like, Oh, thank God. I, I was sleeping. <laughs> oh no. Anyway. Did you record you, with when, Andy today? Yes. Oh. For a little while. Okay. Yeah. I, I was made it say. about an hour. Got it. And then I had to go do some business. In the bathroom? Yes. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then we were going to resume. And I was like, I got to call my mother. My mother called while I was recording. And then I fell asleep. And here we are. You know, there was an op-ed in the Times today about the ADHD, I mean, kind of, about the ADHD (laughs) med shortage. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And Um, how how great it is? The ADHD drug shortage is causing real pain. No shit. Was the headline. Um, I should have written that one. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of like everything we've been saying. Few people without personal experience can appreciate how transformative appropriate medication can be. This is also true. Um, When I reached out to doctors and patients about the ADHD medication shortage, it yielded an inbox full of pain. Dozens of people contacted me describing lost jobs, difficulty working, elementary school meltdowns, failing grades in children, and suicidal thoughts. I mean, it's like insane. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real brain chemistry changer that should not go cold turkey all the time, right? For weeks well, and from that. the also from the they sh- this writer talked to a doctor who said the doctor described having to spend extra hours, which few doctors have in abundance, rewriting prescriptions since electronic prescriptions cannot be transferred. And must be resent if a store is out of stock. For one patient, he had to write and send prescriptions five times before one of them could finally be filled by a pharmacy. So yeah. it's like, yeah, people tend to assume that at baseline, everyone's emotional and sensory experiences are the same, when in fact they vary widely. What is a minor distraction or minimal effort for many people can be an overwhelming hurdle for people with ADHD or other brain disorders. Well, it makes me think, like, oh God, am I just like not cut out to be in society anymore? No, I really was like today. I had the thought, you know, because I've been like 
talking about, you know, talking to people about going back to work. And uh, I was like, oh, if I'm, if this is like how I feel right, I can't function. Yeah. I cannot be a functionally additive member of any working staff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. Well, I mean, I slept through golf. I feel today. like we should, we should tell people that like you're, we did, we did s- sort of solve one of the issues. Like you got your prescription filled by express scripts. Like you have a 90 day supply on the way. It's coming. But it's that, coming. that was um, written. That prescription was sent to them on the 20 something of September. And it's October 9th. Right. So, so, and how long before that had I not had it? A month? At least. Yeah. So, you know, I could be in any number of situations right now. Anything could be affecting this. For instance, you know, I went to Disneyland yesterday. That takes a lot out of a person. It does. The drive alone, I feel like, takes a lot out of me. The drive wasn't bad. We did a little back road situation on the way there. Oh. Drove through Bell Gardens. Oh, the scenic Bell Gardens. I told him, I was like, here's the deal, bud. We can do this, which will take seven minutes longer, but we'll avoid the highway and traffic. But it'll take longer. Or we could do this. Then he, I let him decide, and so... We took the uh, not the highway route, okay. and on the way back, I was like, okay, bud, we can avoid all the traffic, but it will take an hour and 37 minutes to get home, <laughs> or we can sit in the traffic, and it'll take an hour. I and mean, so, that's a substantial difference. Yeah, and he, so he said, hour, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, he knew that there were pancakes waiting <clears throat> for him. That's the only way I got him to leave the park. <laughs> the pancakes? Yeah, he wanted another ride, and Aww. I was like, bud. We are ridden out, you and I. I got, so I did not go to Disneyland yesterday. Matt took Henry um, by himself, which was much appreciated. I got to go to Broadway dance class. I got to get, like, get caught up on some work stuff that I hadn't been able to do. Um, and, oh yeah, Holly is not coming for a few weeks. A so lot of these weekends, it feels like, you know, just by, by, by virtue of, I don't know, chance, Dory ends up taking him for most of the time. So I decided that I would take him off of your hands via Disneyland, which he had canceled at one point. Mm-hmm. And then I canceled the reservations. And then I couldn't find reservations again. And then I essentially just told him we were going. <laughs> well, you know what? I think he responded well to like a very specific plan. Like when you were like, we're going to get there. We're going to ride the railroad. We're going to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We're going to. And then he was like, and small world. And you were like, and small world. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to have a hot dog and then we're going to come home. Like, I think he was like, okay, that feels manageable. Those are all things that I like. We did, Yeah, I didn't, we didn't go deeper into the park than Toontown. I did not see Adventureland or, fan, or um, Frontierland. Barely saw Tomorrowland. 
I mean, that kind of tracks for his age. Like that is the part of the park that is like the the most kid friendly, except for like critter country. Yeah. So yeah, I took him and we went to Runaway Railway. We had we went to first the Disneyland Railroad was down temporarily. We went to Runaway Railway and it had uh, recently shut down. So it was down when we got there. Then we went over quickly over to Small World and that was down. <laughs> and then he didn't want to do anything and I just like took it upon myself to make a little reservation for Dumbo and then we went over to Dumbo. So he, he you know we did Dumbo and then while I was on Dumbo I checked and Runaway Railway has had just reopened with a 20 minute wait. So we made a little thing reservation for that. By the time we got over to it, it was an 85 minute wait. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. A lot of people were waiting on that, you know, a lot of people sitting right. around Toontown waiting for that thing to reopen. Yes. But we were able to ultimately do the do Dumbo Runaway Railway Small World finally reopened. Then we did Peter Pan. And we left. First thing we did was have lunch because he said he was hungry. Mm. So well, overall, you know. it was a pretty successful yeah. uh, father-son Disneyland outing. Aw. You'd never not... taken him by yourself. Correct. Nor should anybody have to. I I didn't I don't mind taking him by myself. You did it once. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Well, you act like it's like, oh, I don't mind. I do it all the time. I mean, maybe I do. Mm-hmm. I might do it next weekend uh, when you're gone. Mm. You know, I am. It was very weekend. busy at Disneyland. Yeah. But again, when isn't it? I suppose it's always busy at Disneyland. Well, I think especially because of Halloween and today being a holiday, although LUSD is not off today, so I don't know. Yeah, you keep acting like it's a holiday, but I, I, it's like it it's like it's like a half like holiday. Henry, Henry had, had school. school. Yeah. Henry had school. Nah, I don't know. Um and Henry anyway. like doesn't have school on flag day. I know. He like <laughs> He does have a lot of days off from school, but not this one. So I don't know. Um, all right, Matt, let's take a break. We did not get a lot of emails this week. So this is I heard gonna... we got two. We did. We got two. So this is not we gonna had, be only had one until about Saturday. Yeah, so this is not going to be one of our longer episodes, but if you would like it to be, you can email us at Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail, or you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. I also just want to remind everyone that we are recapping the Great British Bake Off or Great British Baking Show. Um, we're doing that every week that uh, on our Patreon um, at the $10 level, we're doing that. So you can check those out at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. I think the first one, the one for episode one, which was not this, this past week, but the week before is available to anyone 
in our Patreon. So if you're if you're curious, you can listen to that one and then decide. Check out um, Cake Week, okay? Biscuit Week was pretty good. Coming up, Bread Week. So just yeah. you know, get ready. Join us. Yep, yep, yep. Um. All right, let's take a break. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombus just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. When are we back? We're back. Great. Okay. Um, This email is from Rebecca. 
Hello, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I've been listening to the pod since I started my IVF journey in the fall of 2020. Actually, my husband started listening and thought I'd enjoy it too. We found it very cathartic as we trudged through the grueling process of IVF in COVID times. Trigger warning, this email includes talk of miscarriage and birth trauma. So if you are currently pregnant, feel free to skip this one. So here's our story. My husband and I got married later in life. I was 37. He was 46. We knew we wanted kids and started trying right away. After a year and a half of trying and one miscarriage later, we began the IVF process. We were all in and paid for a package deal at our fertility clinic that included all tests, meds, one egg retrieval, genetic testing, two transfers, and two years of embryo storage. After only getting two embryos from our retrieval, my reproductive endocrinologist suggested we take a cycle break and do another retrieval before we transferred. Well, we got pregnant on that break. Despite my post-miscarriage anxiety, I had a fairly easy and uncomplicated pregnancy. My birth and postpartum is another story. After 15 hours of labor, I was stalled at seven centimeters and no longer progressing. I need to take a sip of water. Excuse me. No problem. Uh, mm. This is so far. This is reminiscent of of you when we uh, <laughs> when they induced you and you just were like. Well, I didn't even get to seven centimeters. I think I was at like yeah. It was three. sort of just like they induce you, and it was, and then Hendra was like, "No, I'm good." Literally, he was like, "No, I'm good." <clears throat> I mean, well, we've we've talked about this a thousand times, but like he was not ready. If my fluid hadn't been low, I mean, my doctor had said she would have let me go to forty-two weeks. So, like, he, he probably would have been like two weeks. He probably would have come out at least a week later if. My fluid mm. had not been low. Anyway, okay. Um, okay, Rebecca is stalled at seven centimeters, no longer progressing. I had a fever and baby's heart rate was elevated for too long. My doctor was concerned with baby's heart rate and we decided to do a C-section before it became an emergency. Thankfully, baby's heart rate normalized soon after delivery and I was recovering well from the C-section. We were expecting to be discharged after three days in the hospital when I developed postpartum preeclampsia and was rushed to high-risk labor and delivery so my care could be better managed. It was incredibly scary and stressful, and after a week in the hospital, my blood pressure was finally under control, and we were discharged. Flash forward. Our now almost two-year-old daughter is a funny, smart, kind, opinionated toddler, and we would love to give her a sibling. We've been trying for a second baby for nine months, and are realizing we may need to transfer the embryos we have on ice if we want two kids. Considering my past experience, this has brought up a lot of anxiety about my age, health, and my body's ability to go through IVF, pregnancy, and birth. My OBGYN said she isn't terribly concerned, just that I would be on low-dose aspirin and closely monitored throughout the pregnancy. I know that having preeclampsia previously doesn't mean I will develop it again, but it does increase my chances of it. I had always thought I'd have two kids, and I'm not quite ready to let go of that idea. Not to mention, we have two embryos just sitting there. We've already paid for the transfer. We will also have to pay for the storage in February if we don't use them. My anxiety about everything is making it hard to really know what I want to do. Would love any thoughts and insights from the eggheads. Thank you. Rebecca, 4,000 square foot house in LA, I'm assuming LA County, with husband, our almost (laughs) two-year-old science-adjacent baby, and three Chihuahua mixes. Long story, how we end up with three. It's got to be LA County. It can't possibly be Los Angeles, California. L- no, yeah. Well, she said LA country. Oh, does that mean Louisiana? No, I think it means I think she means LA county. Hmm. 
Um, three TV. But Rebecca, People let us who know live in LA County. Don't say LA County though. Um, people are proud to be from Santa Clarita, Palmdale. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. LA County no, is very there large. There is not four thousand square feet in Palmdale. They don't That's put true. that many trailers together. Three TVs, two 50-inch TVs in the office and bedroom, and a 60-inch in the living room. Vegetarians know hot dogs that count, but for anyone interested, Field Roast Stadium Dogs have the most classic hot dog flavor, in my opinion. <laughs> Good to know. I don't want you spreading that propaganda on the show, though, but appreciate your opinion about <laughs> non-meat hot dogs. Okay. This sounds I think like my, she already I, knows what she wants to do. Well, my, I guess my question is, you've been trying for nine months. So you were going to get pregnant. You were trying to get pregnant anyway. So I don't understand what the, what the difference is if you transfer the embryos. I also, like, to me, it just sounds like she's just like... She I mean, obviously she's like weary of the last go around in the preeclampsia. Of course, but it feels like she's just saying that part out loud, and she knows she wants to do it, and she's going to do it anyway. I would say just do it. I think you should just do it. I think you're going to be like because so it sounds like that's what she wants. Well, also you're going to be so heavily monitored this time around. I also think your OBGYN, if she or he were, oh no, you said she, um, they want to, they want to, you know, mitigate risk, right? Like they're not going to just be like, yeah, go for it. If they really thought you were going to be in danger. So I, I I mean, I don't want to say there's no risk. There's obviously a risk, but like none. I, you know, she, you would be on low dose aspirin closely monitored throughout the pregnancy. So like, I, you know, I think, I think you should transfer the embryos or start I mean, with one. Is she looking to hear from people who've had a similar situation and, and a second pregnancy yes, or a third probably. or rather a pregnancy post that? Yeah, I think, I think, I think she is. Well, that's the signal we'll put out because we know that what, what the reality of it is, you're not looking for advice on what to do next. You just want to hear other people's mm. experiences. Good point. Good point, Matt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I don't fault you. Sure. You know, the other thing that stuck out to me about this email. 4,000 square feet. 4,000 square feet, yes. <laughs> We're not house shaming you. Very good. I'm glad. I'm proud of you for getting that. Um, is that her husband at this point has to be. 85 years old at least 49 if not 50 yeah and you know here i am over here thinking oh i'm too old but like men don't think like that no because men can produce viable seed into their god knows how old i know but like you're still that age when you have a baby yeah but also men are conditioned to go that's ah, not really my problem Right, so maybe I need to just think like a man. I mean, I think a lot of problems would be easier for you if you just thought like a man. Okay, I'm going to have another baby. 
Okay, not my problem. <laughs> and not mine either. Because <laughs> I'm go. thinking like a man. I mean, is your, I suppose, is age a big factor for you? Or just like... You know, I think it's less how I feel today and more how I will feel in like 10 years when I'm in my mid to late 50s with like a eight-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I think you're. I think it's. I think it's fine. I think. But also, I think it would probably be fine, and I'd be, be fine. Yeah, you would be. So, would you be fine though? No. <laughs> I fall asleep in the middle I mean, of the I day like, for no like reason on my desk. You're barely hanging on as it is. I'm falling apart currently. Like that's like the real deal. Is like I am a mess. You are a mess. Yep. So, until I'm not a mess. <laughs> What's the time frame on that, do you think? I don't know. I don't know if there is. I'm like, I'm like I think to myself every day, I'm like, is there a time when I'm not going to be a mess anymore? Do I have it in me to, like, unmess, unbe a mess? <laughs> I'm just so sleepy. <laughs> I think once you are correctly medicated and consistently medicated then that will be a start. Uh, well, yeah. I think once I'm sleeping in a bed again, it'll be a start. I mean, I'm not saying that I, you know, our current bed, which is a sleep number bed. I don't think we get along any better than the couch and I would. I mean... I think less, actually. I think I would sleep less on that bed. I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody out there listening to the show hate their mattress enough to like sleep on the couch for an extended period of time? Let me know. We got a split king, a split king on an adjustable base so that each of us would be able to adjust the bed to our liking. Mm -hmm. um, and Matt's side just kind of broke. Like it doesn't I mean, stay inflated. I, I, I think it would for a normal, a person of normal size. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's not so, like it's not like if I went onto your side, it would be any more comfortable, right? So basically, we need a new mattress, but since we have no money, the new mattress is like not the couch. happening. The new mattress is currently the couch. The new mattress is currently the couch, which is obviously not ideal. Our couch is very comfortable. Like it's a pile of lee. What is it? Feathers? What is the couch made out? Of? I think I think we got a mix. <laughs> Some sort of firm mix, I believe, is what we got. I forget exactly what it was. 
It feels like a it feels like a horsehair mattress from like the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> and that is like that's like perfect. Uh, I love it. Give me okay. some horsehair. Oh, that's interesting. That's still um, a thing. Can you still get a horsehair mattress? I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Were mattresses ever made of horsehair? I assume I don't I don't know. I'm not familiar with like mattress history. Let me look this up. <sighs> oh, we should look this up. Um, all right, we're gonna take another. Oh short yeah, break. what? Look oh. at this handmade since 1901 horsehair mattress, V spring horsehair mattress, handmade in the UK since 1901 luxury beds. See, this is what I'm telling you. Horsehair is the way you to go. Have luxury taste. I know it's not that I have luxury taste; it's that my body desires luxury—a a luxury bed. <laughs> How much are these mattresses? Let's see. Uh, I don't the know. the cashmere superb mattress from Vispring. Oh, they don't have prices on their website. Exactly. <laughs> they don't need to have prices. I don't like, even want. They're like to know. They're I mean, like I bitches. Do. If you need a price, you don't. Yeah, want you this cannot bed. afford it. Well, oh, you can you get think? them. You can get them at a uh, Restoration Hardware. <laughs> oh well, that's already a great. That's a great idea. Oh, they have they have a boutique here in Los Angeles. Oh my God, you're shitting me. No, I'm not. Shitting we gotta you. go. We got to see how much one of these costs. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm these. Just... Look at these. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. This is like, this is. Oh, okay. Man. So they have, they have a king size. They have a sale collection. Six grand. Six grand. Yes. Free shipping. <laughs> oh, but they also have a complete bed set. One hundred and twenty-six thousand. <laughs> well, that is retail. The clearance price is sixty-three thousand. <laughs> That's a floor sample. <laughs> oh my! But then, God. like, you go down and they're full-size beds, eight hundred eighty-eight bucks. So, what is the sixty? Am I crazy, or should we buy the Baronet Superb King? We don't have six thousand dollars. <laughs> I know, but it looks like such a deal. Because everything that they have a bed's ever 130 grand. <laughs> oh God. Is anybody out there work for V Spring <laughs> that can help us out? <laughs> free shipping to the US mainland. And it comes with a free heaven topper, which is a two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollar value. Limited quantities available. This is bananas. This is what I want. This is the bed I want, I think. I think you I need to can't go. wait to go back to work. Okay. This this, this oh, will motivate Oh, V-Spring Los Angeles' mattress store is... It's on Robertson. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? Let's go. Okay. This will be your motivator to get back to work. F- 15 minutes away. A luxury We're mattress. 15 minutes from, from, from glorious comfort if you have a v-spring mattress 
Let us know how it is. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I do need to buy Powerball tickets for tonight. That would be that could be the solution. That would be the problems. way to get our V spring. Oh, it's right exactly. next to Alfred Coffee. Oh, sure, Alfred. On uh, on that weird stretch of uh, Robertson that has the vacant lot on one side. What are you know the cross streets? It's between Third uh, and. Oh yes, Olympic. I do. Know, yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Between Third and. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started um okay we're gonna take another break i'm gonna i'm gonna send you out to go get powerball tickets okay literally just for this mattress okay okay all right do you have cash I'll scrounge something together. Great. This All right. We'll be right. We'll be right back. Um, that remind. Okay. We're back. That reminds our pod, me. That, our podcast would be uh, great. If we did a podcast that was just like, we won the lottery. Now what? Great. Well, so, you know, every week on forever 35, we do intentions. Yes. And um, my intention well, I guess <laughs> my intention in the episode that is running on Wednesday is find a get-rich-quick scheme. <laughs> I don't hate it. Oh, God. Okay. Um, this is from Ricardo and Jessica. Hello, Matt and Dory. I've been a fan of Star Trek TNC. Thank nice. you. Now that I'm caught up on that pod, I'm catching up on Excellent Adventure. Only 600 episodes left to go. I met my wife, Jessica, 27 years ago in high school, and over time, I helped her through two tough marriages where she suffered from trouble getting pregnant because of her rare condition called Cartagena's syndrome. I'm definitely not pronouncing that correctly. Um, a rare condition where you have dextrocardia plus situs inversus, where your heart and every organ is flipped. Whoa heart and appendix on the right side, liver and gallbladder on the left, etc. Chronic sinus and respiratory infections and more related to the pod, emotile cilia and difficulty getting pregnant. She suffered with getting pregnant through her first and beginning of her second marriage. She at one point looked into IVF options. She eventually did get pregnant with her second marriage the, quote, normal way after doses of steroids for her breathing issues. She found that after steroid treatments, she would get pregnant, which was the case for her two girls with her second husband, and two with me. We've been married 16 years this year, and I've adopted both her girls and love our four happy and healthy children. Throughout her 44 years of life, she's had 32 surgeries for her sinuses, for ear issues, four C-sections, and others. This has made her very familiar with the medical field and insurance issues, so much so that she got into medical billing and had been a go-to person for insurance questions among our friends and family. She studied to be a teacher, but I feel she'd be a great insurance and medical consultant if such a job existed. 
So to my question, what would you suggest my wife look for work with her extensive medical process and insurance claims? She wants to help regular folks through insurance questions and fighting claims. I don't know what insurance company would hire someone to help make them spend money and doing it for regular folks isn't profitable. Maybe a podcast where people can ask questions and she guides people through the process. Thank you for a wonderful podcast. Me and my wife can share in Ricardo and Jessica in Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. Wow. First of all, I, I had not heard of your wife's syndrome. That sounds very intense. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, maybe there's no money in doing this for regular people in Corpus Christi, Texas, but I will tell you something. There's money in doing this for regular people in Los Angeles, California, because I know of a person who does this mostly for people, mostly for parents of children with like mental health or like ADHD or issue, like people who need to get like expensive, like neurological eval, like, uh, evaluations for their kids that insurance says they won't cover um, treatments that insurance says they won't cover stuff like that. Like this woman is this like miracle worker and she <clears throat> often gets this cu- stuff covered. Now here's how she does it. She takes a retainer, I believe. And then she takes, I think it's 30% of whatever she saved you. So let's say, you know, you were going to get your child a complete neuropsychological, neurodevelopmental evaluation, which in Los Angeles can cost like five grand. Does it have a cap? Good question. Not sure. Okay. But I'm just for the sake of this example. Yes, go ahead. Let's say that the that the uh, evaluation would normally cost $5,000. Insurance has said, we're not going to cover this. She gets insurance to cover it. You have to pay a $100 copay, let's say. So she has saved you $4,900. So she would take, I'm going to do the math here. She would take $1,470 of that. So you're still paying her a ton of money, but you're, you know, you've just saved $3,500. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, I know people who have had like OT covered that their insurance said they weren't going to cover, like all this kind of stuff. Um, so, and this, uh, this woman is like an independent person. Like she doesn't work for she certainly doesn't work for the insurance companies. Um, I don't think she works for anyone else. I, it, sound, it seems like most of her business is through word of mouth. So. But again, I don't know what the situation is like in Corpus Christi. I don't know if, if people are charging this amount of money for stuff. And I, I don't, you know, so. But just, just putting that out there, that that is definitely a thing that, exists. The other thing that exists, and this might, you know, again, California and Texas are obviously very different states, but in California, you know, there's a pretty robust, um, what's, what's like independent, um, health insurance market. So like a lot of people are buying 
health insurance plans like on the open market. And there's a lot of health mm-hmm. insurance brokers that help people through this process. Texas does not seem to be a very uh, <laughs> person-friendly state. <laughs> so I don't know what their open health insurance market hey, is look, like. You go to Texas and you ask them about California. Oh, do they hate us? Oh, they hate us. But my favorite thing is like us. The, my, I do appreciate when people leave California, move to Texas because they're like sick of, you know, the taxes and blah, blah, blah. And then they get to Texas and they realize, oh, yeah, sure. There's no state income tax, but your property taxes are going to be like double because they got to make it up somewhere. Yeah. That's why the key is to live in Texas, but own property in Oklahoma. <laughs> Genius. Why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone else has any ideas for Jessica, let us know. Matt and Dory Gmail. Dory and Matt at Gmail. Please do write in. Jessica, um, what kind this- of mattress are you currently sleeping on? <laughs> By the way. I'd love to. You know, this could be a good thing to add to the to the things people tell us at the end of their emails. <laughs> what kind Googled, of mattress are you sleeping on? I just Googled on? the horsehair, you know, the horsehair mattress thing. And then I found an article about someone oh from business insider what's it like to sleep on a two hundred thousand dollar bed made of horse hair oh and <laughs> from yet another manufacturer of horse hair mattresses wow it's i mean it seems like another just another thing that like the point zero zero one percent have figured are- out have figured have figured out like oh let's make a really expensive thing that will confer status a two hundred thousand dollar mattress. I don't yeah, know. but like you know, honestly, if it's if the horse hair, if it was like if like I could like somehow blow up our Shay's mattress or Shay's cushion mm-hmm. into a bed size thing, oh. It'd be so comfy. Hmm. All right. Okay. Um, well, listen, this brings Did us to the end of our show. Did you send a rundown? I never got one. Yeah, I did. Hmm. Um, I, sent I mean, not that I needed it with our I two sent emails. it yesterday at 4.50 p.m. Got it. I was on the um, tram. Heading to uh, parking at that point. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash adventure. We have the regular uh, bonus episodes that we do two a month of. And then right now with Great British Bake Off, we are doing weekly recaps. Tune in to hear our trenchant analysis of this season. And uh, thank you to the following Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. Lava Ann. Alec, Meredith, Fletcher, and Florence Babel. Alex Lou. Amanda Crochet. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Ann Fluker. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven anonymous heroes. April Holwerda. Ashley A. Ashley Cicely. Lee. Ashley Seat. Becca Foster. Brian McGurk. Bruno Macias. Uh, 
Caroline C. Caroline N. Casey R. Chinami Worth. Cynthia Meisner. Denise Adair. Diana. Diana Robinson. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elena Paling. Ellen. Uh, Ellen F. Aaron Foldeasy. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Riley. Aaron Turley. Frederick Roy. Reminder that there are good people on both sides of this wormhole. <laughs> Star Trek reference. I mean, I assumed. Freya. Greta Truitt. Haley Tryon. Heather Haskey. Hendrick. Ivar and DC's Papa. Jackie G. Jennifer Olson. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Toodles. Bye.